That's it? Yeah. So how would I know when I'm recording? You're recording. This is one. Oh. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm put it to like a, as soon as you start, it's gonna be like edited. So as soon as you start, it'll start. And then when you're done, it'll be done. So hey. recording. Good evening. Welcome to Mahadu You Testify. I'm Sharice, I'm your host. I'm happy to share this special podcast with you today. How Do You Testify is special to me because it started off as me writing my memoir about my trials and my tribulations and how I got over things. Well, How Do You Testify, I would like to share not only my story, but story of other overcomers that went through things that no one would ever think of, but overcame things that they shouldn't have. Sometimes with trials and tribulations, we only see the trials and we don't see the outcome because we're so stuck in what's going on in front of us that we stress or we think of things for the worse. We don't think of things as them getting better. So with this podcast, it's just about opening up to people because as you can see or as you can hear <laughs> I am very shy I didn't know how I was gonna start I didn't even know what I was gonna talk about until today but I surrounded myself with a circle of women that as we went on with our day and certain conversations came up the ideas just kept flowing so tonight is my first episode and I'm really here to introduce you to how do you testify. So at 35 years old, I'm realizing life in so many different forms. I'm at the point in life where I'm happy, but I'm at the point in life where I'm sad. As I fight this thing called depression, I never try to claim it. I always try to run away from it. October is a very hard month for me, but I decided to start my podcast in October because I feel like it's going to help me soothe my pain. So my first episode is definitely dedicated to my best friend, Phyllis. This month, this year, has been so hard without you. But I see your smile and I see all the memories we have together and I really wish I could have you back, but I know for a fact you're in a better place. So I know if you were here, you'll be fussing at me for crying, but sometimes it's hard to not have you just a phone call away. So today, I am going to dedicate How Do You Testify to you because you were definitely one of my strong points. You were definitely one of my go-to people. And when I first thought about this idea, you definitely was in my corner, wrote me on as you do with every idea I have. 
So in a way, it'd be fair to me to just give up on how do you testify just because you're gone. I'm going to make you proud. And I'm going to tell my story. And I'm going to make sure that others can tell their story. Tonight, I want to talk about repositioning. Repositioning is definitely going to be our word of the week. I want to talk about how you can reposition your life. You can reposition your faith. How you can reposition your job. <laughs> Everything that you feel is going crazy. You have to, it's like a, how you redirect a child. You kind of got to redirect yourself. And I'm learning that day by day. With my story, looking at you would just think that I have it all figured out. But in the inside, <laughs> I'm a person with a thousand and one ideas, a thousand and one attitudes, and a thousand and one questions to God as in why do things happen? So at one point, in life, I felt like I was never gonna get up. I felt like I was stuck in just where I was. I, I wasn't I wasn't growing. So I was trying to figure out why 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 am I still stuck here? Why am I not elevating to the best of my ability? Because one thing about me, I don't care from my security license, to me having an LLC, to me working anywhere I can make some money. I thought that that was it. As long as I'm making money, I'll be happy. But money really doesn't buy happiness. Sometimes we lean on our beliefs instead of leaning on God. So I took on everything in life. I took on my friends' problems. I took on my family problems. I took on my own, more of my own problems because not only is it me, it's I have a son. And at the time, it was just me and my son. So I'm trying to figure out how can I get us out of this rut? Am I only working to pay bills or I'm not happy where I'm working at? I'm not happy in my environment. Like, what am I going to do to change my, my, my environment? Am I going to complain about it? Am I only going to cry about it? Or am I going to cry about it and I'm going to do the footwork to get me to where I need to be? Doing the actual footwork was hard. <laughs> Doing the actual footwork now is hard, but I do it. Even with tears in my eyes, at my old age with my back hurting, <laughs> I still do it. Because I just know it's bigger than me. 
So my field is usually customer service. I usually I'm a I'm not a people pleaser, but I like making people happy. So I'm usually working in something hands on with others. And I remember as a CNA, I used to dream bigger. Like, I, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do that. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I could have these means and what I'm working here, there, there, everywhere, but I don't know what I want to do. So sometimes we think in life, we're supposed to go one way and then God has a plan for us to go another. So at one point, I was at a job for like, I want to say about six years and I was laid off. And it was, it was, some of it was BS, but some of it was my own irresponsibilities. One, I didn't take the job serious or not even that I didn't take it, take it serious. I just thought they needed me. They ain't gonna fire me. Well, sure enough, they fired me. (laughs) And it made me so stressed out like I I was trying to figure out what to do next like what am I gonna do I'm in school mind you at the time and I'm still stuck in what am I gonna do so I remember calling my teacher I was in school for phlebotomy Um, I remember calling my teacher and telling my teacher that I can't do this I can't go to school because now I gotta find me a job I gotta do this I gotta take care of my kids and I was driving myself crazy but still in the midst of that I have not once dropped on my knees and prayed to God to help him direct me I had I didn't at all acknowledge him I only worried about me what am I gonna do what am I gonna do what am I gonna do I never rest my problems on him I always take in everything and think I could handle everything until at one point it breaks you. Then you can't handle everything. So long story short, um, my phlebotomist teacher, she told me, you want to worry about that job? Don't worry about that job. You need to come to school. I went to school. I finished it out. It was not easy. (laughs) It was a tough situation. But I made it through with life kicking my behind. And at the moment of the storm, I just seen that I was going through it. Like, I just seen as, why is this happening to me? What is going on? I'm trying to do better for myself. I'm trying to do better for my life. And again... I was focused on me. I wasn't focused on God being in the room right with me. I wasn't focused on if I just had put my faith in him and repositioned my thoughts. I would have been at ease and known that everything would be okay. So I'm two weeks into finishing school and I get a call from my doctor and I'm diagnosed with papillary, papillary thyroid cancer. Two weeks. I thought I just bust my behind in school. You telling me this now? So that like dampered my whole 
world. Because once you hear the C word, you, you don't think nothing good of it. You you think that you think the worst. Because let's think about it, it's, it's cancer. And all you see around when you hear cancer, you, you see death. Or you see sickness. Or you see sadness. That's all I thought about. But as I overcame the things and that I went through and I seen things that others was going through, no, having cancer made me a fighter. Having cancer made me a survivor. Having cancer made me have a story to tell. And I don't tell my story to be a victim. I tell my story just to reassure others that everything's going to be okay. So I'm two weeks into this and this madness is happening with the cancer and I end up having a teacher that went, literally went through the same thing I went through. And then I was at ease a little bit because I seen how, you know, she's much older, how she survived, how she looks great, how, you know, she didn't look like what she'd been through. So I figured, you know, life be, you know, it's not too crazy. Let's just calm down. Let's get through it. But it activated my faith. Because remember, at the time, I was so worried about me that I didn't activate my faith. I literally did the opposite. So here I am, trying not to stress. Just got picked to do an internship at Yale. And this is where I wanted to work. This is what I wanted to do. And I knew I was good for the job and I did everything I had to do to try to get picked right after the externship. And I didn't get picked. So now here I am back into discourage mode. Because sometimes we become entitled. We think just because we we finished that finish line, we supposed to always get that prize instead of crawling a little farther just to get the other prize that's ahead of us. I can honestly say <laughs> that I was like, what is going on? So I had to like, again, reposition my life I went back to being um, a CNA at a company where at first I believed that they were all all for us until after the pandemic so that put me in another position where not only do we have the weight of what's going on in our own lives now we have the weight of the show or the weight of the world on our shoulders because of what's going on around us but as I was working as a CNA I seen the things that the elderly were going through I seen the things that we were going through and I just did not agree with it but in anything I do I always ask Am I serving a purpose? Down to working at Popeyes, it was a, am I serving a purpose? <laughs> Anywhere I go, I have to serve a purpose. I don't care if it's making someone smile every day, fixing their coffee or fixing their favorite lunch. I just always want to make 
people happy or make a change, should I say. So during that time of COVID, you just feel helpless because you couldn't do. I watch I watch patients go. I watch things happen and I just didn't agree with it. So I decided to get on the ball with, since I finished school, I just finished my externship, I, I did everything. Let me go take this National Phlebotomy exam. But I had in my mind, once I took that phlebotomy exam, oh, I'm out of the nursing home. <laughs> There's no more being a CNA. I'm out of it. I don't have to get beat up by patients anymore. I don't have to worry about crazy family members. I just had in my head something totally different, a, a dream totally different. But once again, our God has plans for us. And that wasn't his plans. It, it, I, I was I was in the nursing home longer than I thought I was going to be because I took my MPA. So once I passed, <laughs> once uh, COVID was, um, they were trying to get it under control, I actually had got a job interview at the hospital for Yale New Haven Hospital as a clinic. So I'm just happy because I'm getting out of the nursing home and now I'm about to work in a hospital. I'm thinking it's more money. I'm thinking it's just better. It's a better situation. I wouldn't have to deal with it. Oh, God, why did I think that? So I started working on a floor that was basically a nursing home in a hospital. <laughs> so God has a funny way of doing things. So what I thought I was getting out of, nah, it kept me there for a while. But I wasn't, once I sat back and realized, like, why did you, what What happened? I thought it was going to be some, something totally different. Once again, that put your faith, that, that activating your faith definitely kicked in because oh you don't have that much faith in me I'm getting your foot through the door but I I didn't see it that way I seen it as in like oh my goodness I'm back in this position all over again how am I gonna reposition so I had my time at the hospital at St. Rafael's Hospital um, it was definitely a learning experience, but it wasn't a bad experience. It was actually a good experience. For one, it taught me a lot about myself during that time. And it made me so uncomfortable with certain situations that it put fire under my behind to go for what I needed to go for instead of procrastinating. Because I don't know about anybody else, but I know me with certain things. I'm a big procrastinator. I put so much stuff on until tomorrow, but we don't realize tomorrow's on promise. So during that stage, I was really trying to like shape up so in that time, I just like, okay, I'm going to take my national phlebotomy exam. I was stressed out about this exam. I just knew I wasn't going to pass this exam because 
it's now during COVID, it's online. How, like, how is this gonna work? It's like a three and a half hour test. How how am I gonna do this? No help. What, what's the next step? Again, he's telling me, you have no faith in me, Sharice. It happened. I passed my MPA. <laughs> or the stressing, or the crying, or the everything. I passed my MPA. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a phlebotomist. This is something that I wanted to do, and this is something that I'm good at. Now, people could be things, but when you, you're it and you're good at it, it makes you feel so good because now I feel like this is my purpose. So in the midst of still trying to find my purpose and trying to figure out why I was still feeling not fulfilled and not happy, I applied for a position and I get a call for an interview for the phlebotomy position. Now, this stuff didn't just come easy. I had to really reposition my ways. And when I mean reposition my ways, I had to reposition my think, my thought price process. I had to reposition the way I carried myself with certain things because we sometimes bring bad vibes to ourselves because we don't uplift ourselves we uplift other people around us but we don't uplift ourselves what about that positive talk to ourselves okay Sharice, you ain't do this right this time okay this is how you do it so I had to learn how to be gentle with myself and how to really reposition my feelings and really reposition how I felt about myself The old things that I was doing, I couldn't do them no more. Because I really wanted this. This is something that I wanted. So what am I going to sacrifice to get what I want? I sacrificed my time. <laughs> Some nights, I sacrificed time with my babies. I sacrificed basketball games with my older son. I, I sacrificed a lot to get me in a position where I'm going to be okay and I don't have to try to figure it out like I used to. So long story short, I get the job. I'm I'm happy, right? <laughs> I'm leaving St. Rayfield's and now I'm going to the big campus. I'm going to Smilo. I became a phlebotomist at Smilo Hospital. And I love being a phlebotomist. Like, it, it, I don't understand how people hate blood, but I've always been interested and I love it. <laughs> I love what I do. And when um, I became a flab at Smilo and I seen so much in front of me, I wonder, I got scared. Like, am I good enough? God, is this, this really what you want me to do? Now, here I am again, not not putting my, activating my faith and putting it in the big guy. I'm still questioning, like, <sighs> do I belong? Well, 
I met someone that I didn't know and I just needed an ear. And uh, literally, I didn't know this lady. She hugged me and told me, thank you for being here for her. And that day, I felt like I belonged. I felt like, okay, this is my purpose. This, this is what he want me here for. Don't be scared. Perfect your craft. Don't let nobody see you with your head down. You got this. Always go in with confidence. And those are the gentle words that I had to say to myself. So I could reposition my thoughts so my anxiety would not go crazy. So as I'm working in in, um, that area, as I I feel, I love what I do. I'm happy to come to work. Things start happening, as always. It's always something. (laughs) As we become adults, I literally know that singing is always something. As I'm as Milo, I have a thousand and one ideas in my head on what's my next step? What am I gonna do? Because yeah, I'm here, but the way the world works, I gotta always have another hustle because this is the way the world works. But I wasn't trying, I didn't sit down. Like I'm always doing something and at one point God sits you down, like sit down. Take in the breath, the fresh air. Take a look around you. Appreciate what you do have. While it's here. So I'm so stuck on doing so much that life kind of like took me by surprise when COVID took my best friend. So in the midst of me being happy, because I'm I'm thinking I'm finding myself and I'm repositioning to make sure life is good. Here comes the unthinkable. Cause at 34 years old, no, come on, you're not really gonna think. Person I've been with you since 16, been your roadie, that 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 phone call away, that you was gonna get a phone call, that you'll never see them again. So during this time, I'm going through, I'm mourning through this lost, and I'm stuck in my own head now. I'm stuck. Because it's like, okay, where do I go from here? How do I reposition from here? God, I put on my faith in you. But what is going to be next? What about her mom? What about her dad? What about my son, her guy baby? What about her guy daughter? What about her other guy son? What about what about her girls? How can she just be one of the most beautiful people in the world and 
get taken like how 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 can she get taken away from us just like that so in the midst of that depression grows because now you want to know like what can you have done better or what did someone else do now you just you you, you up late nights you're not eating you're not sleeping you barely want to talk about your feelings because it's you think so much other things that's going in the world you don't want to express on how you feel because like I'm a person where I always put like it's always someone going going through worse than me so I always put me last and I always shut my feelings down but in this loss my feelings couldn't be shut down I couldn't hide it anymore I couldn't hide it anymore so I had to activate my faith in the state of why how and what's next so at this time I'm battling all of this but I'm battling it by myself on top of battling other things I'm going through and I'm dealing with this job that I always wanted but now I'm not happy here no more and maybe because what I was going through in life I wasn't happy there no more that that put some oil into the fire of me not being happy no more but the environment wasn't the environment for me So I, again, (laughs) had to activate my faith. And I had to go to God and ask him, what do he want me to do? How can he help me with this broken heart? How can he help me stop feeling this pain that I felt? to learn how to reposition (laughs) reposition comes up a lot (laughs) I had to learn how to activate my faith and not go off of my understanding and go off of his guidance and see what happens next So in the midst of this storm of me trying to pick myself up, because life, listen, no matter what we, you know, we go through things, but life has to really go on. How bad I felt on going on with life because she wasn't here. It made me have to really realize that some things... (laughs) You really have to just put your faith in God and trust him. And so the understanding, I guess at some point, you will find it. So skipping to July of 2022, I leave the hospital. I leave 
uh, I'm still working for them. I'm just off campus. But I felt like something lifted off of me. I wasn't as stressed. I didn't have as much anxiety. And I wasn't so anxious all the time. So now once I repositioned myself into a new atmosphere, definitely something totally different than what I came from (laughs) far as my room. I then again asked, Lord, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Why am I here at this specific place right now? And all I can think of is it's my season here. <laughs> Our season, man. Like, I, it, it was. It's my. It's my time to be there. My my seasons were up at all the other places. So even with some goodbyes or some some transformations, we tend to wonder what's next. What what am I doing to serve you? So sometimes (laughs) in the midst of the storm, the sun starts shining. And I believe that I repositioned a lot to become who he wants me to be. Where I am right now in life, I am still trying to heal from a a heartbreak because of the loss of my best friend. But I am also still celebrating the joy of what's around me. So as you listen to How Do You Testify, I want you to think about your trials and tribulations. I want you to Think about your tests and how did you overachieve them? I know you guys have them conversations also with God, like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do next? But what did you do to reposition your thoughts onto having more faith and more control? of your emotions when things don't go your way how are you going to reposition yourself so the word of the week is reposition I would love 
to hear from you guys. You could definitely always hit me up on Facebook, Sharice McCotter. Hit me up on Instagram, Sharbaby1120. You could either email me also, SharicemCotter2 at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. What trials did you have to face? What test was that final test that helped you reposition yourself to get you back on top? As I leave you tonight, I want to say a prayer for you. I want you to know that no matter what we're going through right now, God sees it. I want you to know he just wants you to reposition your thoughts, reposition your faith, reposition your circle, reposition your environment. He doesn't want you to be unhappy. And yes, in life, things happen that cause us grief that can cause us to be unhappy but if we not seek our understanding and seek his guidance we won't be so harsh on ourselves so tomorrow morning when you look at yourself in the mirror even when you go to bed tonight tell yourself how proud of you you are of you. Tell yourself how whatever you going through, you going to reposition your thoughts so you can overcome anything that comes your way. And I have faith in you. I know you could do it. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to How Do You Testify. Love and peace. Keep faith and remember reposition them thoughts. Have a good night.